Welcome back with Geek Talk with Brian Ford 16, the podcast where we talk comic books, cosplay, toys, and all things geek every Friday. If you are new to this YouTube channel, do not forget to like this video, share it, and subscribe to my channel and hit the bell icon for all the latest updates. And if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast on wherever podcasts are listened to, such as Spotify or Apple Podcasts, I am happy that you found my channel. So today, we're go- today's talk is going to be about American Born Chinese, which is a graphic novel by Jean Luen Yang. The graphic novel is also illustrated by Lark Pian, and the publisher um, was the first second press. And before I get into the gra- graphic novel, I wanted to share with you that I've been cosplaying, um, as I mentioned in the last episode. And right behind me um, is the Boa Fett helmet that I've been making. And a little shout out to um, the creator, Punish Props Academy, which is you can actually find him on YouTube. He does really awesome cosplays. I recommend you go check him out. Just a little shout out to him. He, um, watching his videos helped me make this Boa Fett helmet right behind me, which I think is really awesome. And I'm really excited to, I'm almost actually done with it right now. All I need to do is just put several parts on it, you know, put the range finder and all that cool stuff. And I'm going to eventually mod podge that sucker and I'm going to get it painted. And it is just going to be one fly ass looking helmet. And I'm going to be wearing it and just like, you know, sporting it at the um, Geek Gala, which is um, occurring um, in November. And I'm going to go out as Boa Fett, though, but it's going to be Boa Fett with a twist. It's going to be Swag Fett. You know, Boa Fett looking all fly and everything. And, yeah, you know, anyway. So back to um, American Born Chinese. So before we actually get into American Born Chinese, I wanted to give um, a little background on Jean Luen Yang and Lark Pian. So Jean Luen Yang was born in August 9th of 1973. He's a Leo like me. And Lark Pian was born sometime in 1972. And Jean, um, Jean Luen Yang started getting into comics at a pretty young age. And he did, he actually made some during his formative years. After graduating college, he worked as a computer programmer part-time while publishing his first comic. And he also at one point worked as a school teacher. And when creating his first comic, he had a pretty unique method that he did or that he utilized. And he would draw um, sketches of one side while writing the narration and the dialogues on the other side. He was also influenced by creators like Scott McCloud, Jeff Smith, Dave Sim, and Colleen Doran. And he self-published his first comic called Gordon Yamamoto and the King of Geeks. And um, both Gene Nguyen Yang and Lark Pan are no strangers to each other. They actually collaborated on a lot of um, graphic novels, including the added graphic novel adaptations of Avatar The Last Airbender, um, The New Superman, Boxers and Saints, and Dragon Hoops. And Gene Luen Yang is actually, he's actually also known for writing the graphic novel version of Superman Smashes the Clan, which is based on a series of radio serials that can actually still be listened to to this day. Um, you can actually find some on YouTube, and I think you can find some on the, on the Library of Congress archive, I want to say. But, you know, really interesting serials. I actually listened to them, and about it's just about superman taking on the ku klux klan and just really amazing series of stories and as a superman fan one of my all-time favorites it's up there with all-star superman and superman red sun even so what is american born chinese american born chinese is about um three seemingly unrelated stories that culminate into a climactic twist and the monkey king was you know based on the folklore of the chinese of the chinese folklore the monkey king 
and it's about a monkey born out of a boulder and bestowed with martial arts abilities. And even though as his power is growing, he at some point has a lust of power. He wants to become a deity, if you will, a god. And this actually catches the attention of the um, Chinese god. Forgive me if I butcher this name. It's Sei Yo Zhu. And um, he ultimately punishes the Monkey King for his lust of power. He um, actually puts a boulder over him to the point where the Monkey King spends the next 500 years until he's freed by a monk who is in danger. And he ultimately becomes the monkey. Um, he, he ultimately becomes the monk's disciple and messenger for Teyozu. And a little fun fact in a slight tangent. Uh, the Monkey King has been influence of several shows and medium that we actually, and stories that we actually enjoyed in our childhood, such as the Dragon Ball series. So the character of Goku was based on the Monkey, loosely based on the Monkey King. It makes sense because, you know, Goku has a tail and he turns into an ape whenever he looks at the full moon. Well, that's until his tail gets cut off. But anyway, slight tangent. So the next story brings us to Jin Wang. And it's a coming, Jin Wang story is a coming of age story that we can all relate to. A story about fitting in. Jin Wang is a young Chinese American born to immigrant parents. He has to maneuver bullying and ridicule from his white American peers. And at the same time, he befriends a young Taiwanese kid by the name of Wei Chen Sun. And at first he just pushes him away and just ostracizes him until he ultimately, over time, becomes friends with him. And Wei Chen um, becomes, becomes sort of a wingman of sense. Like he helps um, Jin Wang win over this um, white American girl that he has a crush on. And in return, um, Jin actually helps Wing Chun acclimate to life in America. And things actually come to a climatic um, come to a climax when Jin tries to explore his feelings, further explore his feelings for this um, girl while competing with a classmate for her affections. And all the while trying to also come to grips with his Chinese heritage and slowly but surely accepting himself for who he is. So you have, you know, if there's anything he shares in common with um, the Monkey King, it's just that recognizing himself for who he is and like not totally over, you know, trying to act like someone he isn't. So which brings us right now to the next story. The next story is Chin Ki, and Chin Ki is a Chinese stereotype and he just so happens to be the cousin of a white American um, by the name of Danny. Chin Ki is a thorn at Danny's side because the former is the reason why the latter has to um, switch schools to avoid the humiliation and embarrassment that comes with being Chin Ki's cousin. Despite all that, Danny is a successful basketball player. He's really popular at school and makes a lot of friends. Um, he's easy to get along with. But also his story comes to a climax um, when he confronts, finally confronts Jinki and starts telling him to back off. So I'm not going to spoil too much of American-born Chinese. All I can say about this story is that um, it's a, it's a, you know, it's really amazing. It's one of the stories I enjoyed, and what I enjoyed about it was just that it story is seemingly unrelated, intertwined, with a twist that gets the reader grounded, and. It's a story that, you know, again, it's a story that we can all relate to, I feel. It's just accepting and being oneself. And Jean the Wen Yang brilliantly uses the folktale of the Monkey King to teach the reader a lesson about wanting to fit in and loving oneself. And while intertwining that with the two other stories that take, in the pre take place in the present day. 
And Lark on Pian's illustrations is another thing that I feel grounds the reader, and that's something I wanted to mention too. Is just that um, it's the illustrations and the drawings are very childlike and cartoony, and that's what makes it so amazing. Scott McCloud once said that cartooning is a form of amplification through simplification, and a cartoon strips down to its actual image to its essential meaning as a way to amplify it. See, a graphic novel, graphic novels like Mouse and by Art Spiegelman and Persepolis by Marching Strappy are a great example of this. They use childlike images. You know, with um, Mouse, you've seen some of the characters are mice, um, some of them are frogs, some of them are dogs, some of them are, are cats. It's just a way to um, get the reader's attention and to get the reader grounded. Same with Marching Strappy's art, too, in Persepolis. It's just childlike, but yet... You know that's what draws the reader in and it's a really amazing visual um technique in my opinion really really amazing so this is american born chinese is one of those stories that we can all relate to i mean in terms of like growing up and like kind of you know distancing ourselves from certain parts of ourselves. i feel whether it's a certain culture or a disability or a hobby but you know, ultimately, it, it's a it's a story that again, I think it teaches all of us to learn how to love and expect and you know accept ourselves, especially Jin Wang's story. Um, we see we see that, and also with the Monkey King, and even with um, Danny um, with Jin Ki's story as well. And um, yeah, so it's just a it's a it's a real grounded graphic novel in my opinion, and I give it like a nine out of ten. I know that's super generous, so but I mean it was just a great story. Everything from Jean Luang's writing to Lark Pian's illustrations, um just kept somehow had a way to kept the story grounded. And that's one that's those are the many of the cool things about um American Born Chinese and I really hope to read it again sometime in the future. It's up there with um, my favorite graphic novels, including Asterius Pellop, um, Persepolis Mouse. Um, those are some of my great favorite graphic novels, along with All-Star Superman. Um, as I mentioned before, Superman Smashes the Clan. That's up there, you know? So I think it's a great graphic novel, and I hope to read it again sometime in the future. Thank, Thank you so, so much, much for... <clears throat> So thank, so thank you so much, much for um, listening and watching the um, Geek Talk with Brian Bryce 16. I definitely am happy that you've um, decided to watch this channel. And again, if you like this video, hit the like button, subscribe to this channel, hit the bell icon for more updates. I'm looking at doing more videos of comic book reviews. I'm also going to so I hope to do more videos, more comic book reviews. And matter of fact, in the next, I'm going to be I'm having a, a podcast chat. Um, on the Geek Talk with Brian Fred 16 with Adam, um, comic creator Adam Barnhart. And we're going to be talking about his comic, Macrobay Mel. And I've read the synopsis on the Kickstarter, and I was totally hooked on this story. And um, it's going to be on Kickstarter. It's actually up right now. And, um, yeah, so I've already, I've already backed it, and I, I'm going to put the link on my description so that way you guys can look at it and you guys can back the, um, the Kickstarter as well. And I'm also going to be doing more unboxing videos. And I'm looking at unboxing my Stag Shock action figure and also my Deku. And I might even do like a live video of me just creating the, just like um, assembling the Deku figure, which should really be fun. And I'm also going to be showing you like my um, Boa Fett helmet maybe. And maybe I might cost, you know, I might even do a cosplay. And I got several cosplays coming up. 
So thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching. And as I always say, stay ever so awesome. This is Brian from Merch16, signing out.